I'm your host, Riem Zin Labidin, and you are listening to Tech Tag Podcast. Today, our guest is Bendik Seltz. He's a tech lead and a software engineer at Moya, and he's one of the organizers of the Scala Hamburg Meetup. If you are interested to speak there, you can check out the link in the description to apply. Let's meet with Bendix and learn about his inspiring journey. Hello Bendix, welcome to Tech Tech. I'm very happy to have you here. Hello Viem, thanks for inviting me. It's my pleasure and uh, I'm very interested to know about your journey. So let's start by introducing yourself for people who don't know you and also tell us some fun fact about yourself. All right. Yeah. So my name is Bendix. I work as a tech lead and Scala software engineer at Moya and I have been doing software engineering since 2016. I didn't study um, software engineering uh, during university. I actually studied something very different and just came into the whole industry by accident. And that's something interesting that we can discuss a little bit later, I think. And my, my passion is actually um, digital rights and digital policy. So that's what I spend all my time when I'm not um, doing coding at work. Cool and very interesting. So how it started, like, do you remember like the very first time you start getting interested into programming and uh, computer? Yeah, um, I think the, the, the first thing I actually worked on was when I was 13, I was in a musician's club and we installed like a board, so like a forum um, back then you had them and like on some PHP web hoster and we just... Um, installed that and, and used it. And then we wanted to change some, I think, the order of the buttons in the navigation. And that's the first time I can remember actually digging into code. So I was just going going in there and I don't know, changing some HTML, very basic. And, and I liked that. So <laughs> soon after I started um, learning a little bit more about it, um, writing my first websites just in HTML, CSS, then, then later learned a little bit JavaScript, PHP, like the, the usual uh, mm -hmm. LAMP stack that you had back then, um, going further into, into WordPress and then creating some, some, some websites actually for small businesses in my, in my hometown, just as a side project to school to earn some, some holiday money. <laughs> no, that's really cool. And like during that time, you aren't studying programming, etc. You are doing this just as a side project and also you are self-taught. Exactly. Yeah. So this, this was back when I was still in, in, in high school mm -hmm. and then I went uh, studying and actually thought, well, this is all nice, but I wanted to, to study th something entirely different. So I started out studying politics, mm -hmm. uh, political science and <laughs> that's that, that's very different from software engineering and I, I i also i also like that and i spent also much of my time as a hobby on um, actually politics so like working for uh, politicians and and working for the for parties 
And then sooner or later, there was always the topic of, well, for, for some election campaign, we need a website or we need a newsletter. We need someone who knows how to do some coding stuff. And that was then my playing field. So in the end, I was then creating websites for, for politicians and, and party districts. And so while I was back at coding, <laughs> although I started I started with, with politics in the beginning, and then I realized maybe... Um, politics isn't actually what I should be studying, um, should rather uh, do focus on something else, um, which was then my, my side topic or my second uh, topic in university was economics. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, I switched focus instead of having politics as my major. I, I took uh, econ economics as my major and, and politics as my minor. And um, so it shifted gears a little bit into this business side of things instead of the government uh, political side of things. Interesting. So you have also like different knowledge about many interesting things that I think uh, someone like me, for example, who uh, studied uh, computer science and following this path, it's not easy for me to follow up with the topics related to politics or economics. And this is like really huge advantage That's really cool. And then how did you progress to change your career path to become a, a software engineer? Yeah, so I studied my bachelor's in, in Potsdam, lived in Berlin. Then I moved to Hamburg to do my, my master's and actually had still had economics as my main university topic and spent most of my courses in logistics and operations research which I found really interesting. So I, I kind of liked that math stuff that I didn't appreciate much in school. I, was, I wasn't bad at it, but it's just didn't enjoy it that much. And um, during university, I, I felt that enjoyable and I focused more on that. And then um, during my master's, I started working at a startup in Hamburg that did um, online marketing mm -hmm. um, at tech company and... I just started out doing basic stuff as a working student and then more and more got into like real coding. Mm -hmm. Was uh, your internship related to uh, your studies, like to combine your passion about programming with economics, right? Yeah, so I was um, listening to a course in, at university about data mining mm -hmm. and um, data science. And the, the professor had guest lecture actually by the guys who founded the, the startup. And they told us about their business idea um, and what they were doing. And afterwards I approached them and said, well, I, I have some coding background and I have this economics background. Maybe you need someone as a working student. And they said, well, yes, let's give it a shot. Um, and then... I started out doing some some very basic JavaScript stuff first in the, in the Google Tag Manager, just just adding the the, the tracking pixel to to websites, and then mm. later um, writing the the JavaScript itself. And then at some point transitioned also to a backend development. Back then it was Grails um, and Groovy and Scala, and then like more and more focused on on Scala as my main language. And uh, was it in the same? company it was actually all the time at the at the same company so mm -hmm. i started there in i think 2014 and stayed there in, until 2020 so i did my my uh, working student time during my masters and then afterwards worked there full time and and like when the, the company grew from like 
I don't know, we were four or five people in the beginning and then we were more and more. There was exciting times to stick to the company. And I also learned so much during that time um, because like if the in, in a startup, you know, you don't have that many fixed organizational processes. There's just mm. not like there is no person responsible for everything. It's just like, okay, we have this new thing. Who who wants to take care of that? Who has time? Who knows about that? And who wants to learn that? And then you basically grow with the company. And that's very exciting if, you, if you're into that sort of like uncertainty, but also and, and flexibility, but also learning opportunities. Yeah. And also we should point out the, how like the case when you were sharing with the people that you are interested into programming and when you are into something and you know what you would like to try out, there are people who can believe in you and can offer you opportunities. I think this is maybe a, a good point to talk about. Yeah, I think it's always like just, just asking for the opportunity is not... Like, of course, you're putting yourself out there and maybe maybe they say no, that's yeah. that's fair. And that's, of, of course, that's sad, but it's also like, at least back then, I didn't have a lot to lose because I think I was in university, I was just looking for some working student job. And if I wouldn't get that position, I would just have asked someone somewhere else. So it's not that I was desperately looking for something. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a, as a funny side story, actually, when they... When I approached them, they and they they said, "Yeah, well, send us your CV, and then we then we have a chat, and we met f- for lunch actually in the university cafeteria, <laughs> and that was my 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 job interview, and and they 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 read my CV and said, well, you." You've done so many things outside of coding. That's very interesting. Why? But but would you also be interested to to try doing phone call sales um, for a beginning? And I was like. <laughs> I don't know if I'm good at that, but why not? I just want to give it a try. And then I did actually did that for the very first month. And then mm. um, all of us realized that I uh, wasn't a good uh, cold calling salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my, my talents were uh, better invested into, into coding. And then I, then I quickly transitioned uh, in that direction. But like, I think sometimes it's also about being, being open to some, to something new and trying out things because, Again, I, I didn't have a lot to lose. If if, if they uh, wanted me to stick to to cold calling, I could have easily said, "Well, no, that's that that's not the the thing I want to do," and 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 quit. Um, mm-hmm. It becomes late. It, it becomes harder, I think, if you're dependent on the job. But during university, I think it's the perfect time to also try out different uh, things that that may be interesting. And maybe like if I if I hadn't done that. Maybe I wasn't wouldn't be a software engineer now because then because I, I learned a lot on that job and I, it was mm-hmm. just a smooth transition in, in that direction that I wasn't actually I, I didn't plan that of course it was just by accident actually yeah it's very important to give things a try I'm mostly like thinking about the people who are in uh, that position in the beginning of their career even when they are studying and it's valuable to to hear about this experience like sometimes there are opportunities like this especially in university it would be valuable to um, to be part of of that and try things out until you find the what is the good fit for you yeah, yeah definitely i think it's also like just just try out different stuff and like I think looking back in, in retrospect, I think I should have 
chosen software engineering or computer science as something to, to study. And it would have been the obvious choice back then in 2010. But well, I, I didn't and it still worked out great so far. It's just about taking opportunities. Well, because when, when I found something interesting, I took the opportunity mm -hmm. and then I ended up in politics and I found that interesting for a while. And then there was another opportunity to do some software engineering. And then I found that even more interesting. So I think always weigh the risks. And then if, if there's something unknown, but that sounds interesting, then then go for it because you never know what could come out in the end. Yeah. And I find your experience on that is very inspiring. And then how did you progress in your career? Like um, after working in this company? Um, maybe to add a little more to this company. So mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I, I spent some time there first like doing, as I said, the, most of the front end JavaScript, TypeScript stuff. And then later I got more and more into, into backend stuff as well, but mostly from a client perspective. And then I um, transitioned a little bit like in, into something like technical product manager or product owner, as you, you could call it. So mm -hmm. because I was in contact with the clients anyways, and then solving the, the integration and into the websites using JavaScript, I also uh, learned a lot about how they used our backend. And then I um, turned this, the, the, the customer requests into tickets for, for backend development and kind of was like also the, the product manager of, of, of our backend service, finally, like at, at, at some point without knowing any of the programming language they use. So that, that was then grades and groovy. Um, so also on the, on the JVM. And, and that's when, when I actually started full-time and then they, I got two new working students on my team. So I was like suddenly a team lead, mm -hmm. so to call, um, with two working students who were then doing the integration. So I could focus more on that product management side of things and step deeper into into actually coding myself and worked on and just some some very small tickets in there and then we reached a point as a company where the the initial version of what we've written as a tracking backend wasn't scaling anymore um, because it's just single threaded grails application and then we decided to rewrite the whole thing in in the scala and there were more experienced developers on the team than me, obviously, because I didn't know any Scala back then. So I, but I, I wanted to help. So I went um, doing the, the Coursera Scala, Functional Programming in Scala course by Martin Radevsky mm -hmm. on, on, on Coursera and, and learned some Scala and uh, tried to help. And, and that's actually how I started learning Scala, just adding some feature here, adding some feature there um, on the job. Um, without any formal education in it. And at some point we um, had this, the, this new tracking system infrastructure running on AWS. So learned also some infrastructure stuff, but let's say it wasn't very sophisticated if you, if, if you would say so, because I think all of us were just trying our best. We, we didn't have anyone who has written a large Scala application before. We didn't have anyone on our team who had set up a complex project on AWS before. So it's just like we were learning and trying <laughs> and looking back, th there was no infrastructure as code, right? So it, it, it wasn't yeah. really nice, but it, it worked. And, and, and we, learned, we, we learned so much. Um, at some point, the, the founders decided to stack, step back from, the, from, from their startup uh, for, for different reasons. And 
that's for, for, for a startup. Back then we were like, I think 17 people. That's a very crucial moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and a new CEO was found to, to lead the company after that. And we had the interesting situation that I was the person on the team who knew most about our service and infrastructure. <laughs> it's not that I was like, I, I, was, I wasn't a very experienced coder. I was doing Scala for one year back then. Um, it's just that I was the person who knew the Spark jobs. I was the person who knew our weird Arca Actor system clustered with persistence and everything. Um, and, and so I was suddenly the person who was responsible for the whole tech side of things mm-hmm. with the team. And we hired new people. Um, so I, I had to, to do interviews and some, some people management, something I wasn't prepared for, um, to be honest. I hope I didn't do too bad, but like I definitely, look, looking back, um, I, I learned a lot during that time. And, and I think I do better now. But that, that, that was crazy, actually. Like, and then um, we were a team of, I think, like I seven people in the team, some data scientists with PhDs in physics and some um, developers and even someone who is doing his apprenticeship in our company. So was really starting out his career in computer science. And, and the mix of um, people on the team was really, really interesting. And we um, continued building the service until at some point we didn't get any more investment uh, money and, and stopped the company. So there was a sad ending, if you, if you say so. But also we, we learned so much in the time we had fun. There was nice colleagues and this was like maybe, maybe not successful in business terms, but very insightful and enjoyable times as an employee if you didn't take anything too serious. Um, and, and like could get a rest after working days, which is, I think, important in, in every job you do to and not take the, the emotions from work um, mm-hmm. seriously if you, if you go to bed. Yeah, this is difficult, but I can imagine the situation that obliged you to have more responsibilities in the company, even you weren't ready for it, but that situation made you... Uh, you have no choice only to learn and to do your best you can do. And I can imagine how much growth this has as an impact. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, well, I did, I did have a choice, right? I could have quit and, and, and mm-hmm. done something else instead, but like the opportunities to learn new stuff were just so interesting that I, that I had to continue that. And I wanted to continue that in the end it, it paid off and like that's also what kept me staying at the company it was not the product so it was online marketing ad tech where mm-hmm. i would nowadays say it's not my my favorite topic especially thinking of what i'm what i'm doing as a as a hobby working for a digital rights ngo <laughs> <laughs> which is um, very contradicting to to online marketing so it's it's not the product that that kept me working there it was mostly the team and the opportunities to to learn and grow and mm-hmm. um, it, it was learning by failure right so we we were failing a lot in learning um, and maybe one could have learned faster if there was some experienced mentor um, that that could have told me about some steps that I should take but I didn't have that back then and that is nice if you have that but 
you also shouldn't be too afraid if you don't have that because it's in, in most circumstances it's fine to do mistakes and then you always like in, in, in most situations you get a second chance <laughs> well it's uh, something big the way how you dealt with the situation and i see you went through different challenges during that time but you kept going because not many people can keep going under these circumstances what is the most thing that kept you going in this company during that time i think mostly it was the team it was it was so much fun to work together with the guys um mm-hmm. and, and girls back then so yeah yeah i think that's it it's 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 just like if you're fun working with the people then it's it's good to take some some challenges and just try your best because well in the end if you if you had a fun day although nothing worked out you still had a fun day with colleagues at work which is better than than being at some company where you didn't have any fun but uh, wrote some some working code um I, and then and i would always prefer the, the the fun part because like you spend the eight hours a day mm-hmm. and of course it's it, you also have to deliver right because yeah for sure for uh <laughs> But but in in that in that situation back then we were the best people for the job let's say because like in in a startup if there are no fixed processes it's very good if you have someone on the team who is at least knows all the existing mm-hmm. um, non documented like vague processes and, and and I was that so I w- I was mm-hmm. helpful for the for the company although I didn't have the experience um, that I would have needed in any other company. it was very special like insider knowledge for that company mm-hmm. and it's always it's always good if you have that in any company of the world if you have very much um, company specific knowledge that that makes you important for a company and also valuable yeah that's true and you're right about uh, the importance to have fun with the team that you can enjoy working with people because also at the end you are going to collaborate with them to deliver yes And then how did you progress in uh, your career? As I already said we had to close the company and then as as I was the the first working student working for the company and growing with the company I was also like the person who who was still there when the when the company declined so we had to let people go because like there wasn't any investment money and then we shrunk in size and then at some point it was the the moment in time where we actually had to like close down operations so so, so some of the the last things that i've done was actually like deleting resources in aws so that's the the like switching the light off <laughs> in, in, in tech terms and uh, and then that's when i decided or like thought for myself what do i want what i'm looking for in a in a new job I saw that it's good to have um, nice colleagues and have fun at work to have challenging um, problems because like technically speaking uh, technologically the the problem was very interesting I had to do the the tracking be very fast um, like the whole scala aka apache spark things that mm-hmm. it was there was technologically very interesting um, so I wanted to do something interesting with nice colleagues but this time what i wanted to change is not like i wanted to work on a product that i also like personally and then i've just like i i realized for myself that like online marketing is not a product that i like enough um that i want to dedicate more time in it mm-hmm. um that was just my 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 personal realization that i found 
and then I, I, I started just looking into what, what would be options in, in Hamburg. And back then the obvious choice was Moya. <laughs> then then in, in April, 2020, I started um, at, at Moya as a software engineer doing Scala. First also, just because on, on paper, I didn't have lots of uh, Scala experience. So I, I, I was hired as a Scala developer. I didn't have a lot of Scala experience. Um, because I like I did all the the other things as yeah. well in the previous companies, so like this, this people management stuff, and then Spark here and there, and still some TypeScript, JavaScript, and some Grails. Um, and uh, the but, infrastructure. But in the infrastructure part, yes, but that in in the end that was what what I quickly realized um, also within the team at Moya that that this also is very valuable if you. Um, have some some knowledge into other technology because mostly you can transfer that into one programming language that you that you're now working on if it's not like widely different mm -hmm. if we if we would have used i don't know zio or some other functional programming um, advanced functional programming back then i would have been totally overwhelmed <laughs> <laughs> but, but but since we were doing like aka hdp I, I knew that and I, i could immediately contribute and that was That was um, really nice. And although I didn't have that many exper much experience on on paper doing Scala, I quickly felt comfortable working as a Scala dev full time, mm -hmm. and also miss the the other parts of my my previous role mm -hmm. um, a lot. Yeah, Moya is the good choice, <laughs> like in the culture also with uh, like with the people and uh, the technologies, etc. And was there some challenges that you have faced in the beginning? Because I think in the previous job, uh, you worked there since you were studying and um, until you get used to the environment and how it was this change for you. Yeah, I think that the most curious part was the it wasn't my first real job, but it somehow felt like the, the the first real job because i in, in the previous job i kind of transitioned from working student into this full-time position um so it was it, it, at least it was the first time really switching or moving switching jobs um mm -hmm. and 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 that was a very interesting part and then i think what i what i quickly realized is that if you have more experienced knowledgeable colleagues with you you can learn so much faster than just trying by yourself mm -hmm. and how how bad we've done some things in the, in the previous company just because we didn't know better that wasn't like we didn't do that on, on purpose like we didn't write bad code on purpose it's just that we didn't have the experience back then and also like maybe as a startup we did we didn't have the money to um like to to pay very experienced people so we had mm -hmm. to try uh, with a very juniorish team um, and, and and that worked out fine for like the time being there, but that's that's the the things I learned most in the, in the beginning. That if there's like good support, if there's like specialist in like basically any any kind of tech and tooling that we were or we are using, then you can do so much better. Um, but of course, like all of that is very expensive and mm -hmm. not something that that every company can have so I, i even learned to appreciate that even more while also still knowing to like to appreciate that very free floating startup feeling that we had in the beginning where we just like yeah let's do that 
that that's a very very nice mentality to approach problems mm -hmm. wasn't like uh, have we thought about this have we thought about that and let's ask these other three teams it was just like no we were all in one room and it was like yeah let's do that yeah and um, i think it's mostly learning experience from like when you moved to moya it's like you reflected about uh, best decisions and you it seems that you adapted fast because you already Uh, know some basics and directly you started contributing. And maybe that's the most important learning from working at a at a startup is to to adapt fast because that's mm -hmm. that's what you what you have to do there, right? Be be flexible, and if there's a new challenge, someone has to do that, and there's no fixed assignee. And then um, you, you can take a new challenge every day, and that's that's actually very exciting if you if you're up to that. And that's what I what I also realized if you go to to a larger company and like back then I think Moya were 200, 200 people now we're close to 400 now there is mostly like for for most of the things there are processes there's there's an organization um there there are people you can involve there are people you have to involve and it's it's more about like communicating with other teams and back in, in, a, in a very small startup if you're all in one room you can just do it and and this fast pace trial and error approach is also something really nice um and, and and looking back it's something where i from like for myself i have to say i wouldn't be comfortable i think working in a really large organization like let's say 500 or 1000 plus people mm -hmm. where it's mostly corporate and you have to work in a very like strict working style because then it's just then all of this flexibility and um, sometimes stepping out of your comfort zone is also gone. And I think this, this just stepping out of your comfort zone and trying something new is really important to learn new stuff. It's, it's good if you have a mentor who can guide you into not to and tell you to not go like trap into every mistake. But like sometimes it's also good to do that because you, you learn something. Yeah. And, and that's valuable. Yeah. And uh, uh, then how did you progress uh, at Moya? You got promoted, right? After that? <laughs> well, <laughs> I started out as a Scala developer on, on the team and then quickly realized that all my, my, my previous knowledge was, was quite valuable. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe more valuable than I thought and, 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 and Moya thought. And that was, that was actually quite nice to, to learn so fast and um, to apply that knowledge from different contexts. And then we had more and more projects that also involved like cross-team collaboration. And I really liked also the communication part. So I think software engineering is a lot about, of course, technology and coding mm -hmm. but the crucial bit of it is communication you have to communicate well with your colleagues with stakeholders with the rest of the team that's an aspect that you don't learn in university i think without yeah. having studied computer science but it's also something that nobody really teaches you you just have to try and do and i, I always enjoyed that part maybe it's because i studied politics before i'm i'm not afraid of talking to people that actually became very valuable for for my career progression if you, if you want to call it like that so i i started like doing doing these cross-team projects and, and doing all the collaboration part with other with other teams and, and talking and at some point um yeah had had the role of like now now we call a tech lead so that's mm -hmm. the uh, that's the software engineer on the team who's 
they, we say responsible for delivery. Mm -hmm. um, it's like working on making sure that the technological choices and decisions with other teams are well taken, that the team is like delivering technically excellent code, that the product is functional. So that the product owner has the responsibility to ask for the features that are needed to have a working product, a nice product, a like all the features that you need to have a lovable product mm -hmm. maybe, but it's the, the, the tech leads job together with the other developers and, and, and quality to make sure that the product works. Um, that it's stable and also that you deliver on time. It's not about enforcing deadlines. It's more about being able to to slice things and to, to think features through. Yeah, like developing these skills takes time and different experiences. And I really see your experience during your studies was valuable. Also, uh, you have these different experiences that led you to um, to practice them in your job currently. Yeah, and I think that's also something that, that, that you just learn by doing, right? Exactly. You have to step out of your comfort zone and, and then you can learn it. But I think it's good for everyone to try that from time to time. But like if someone is really not into that, you don't also don't have to. I think that's also fair. You can also be the, the subject matter expert who's really good on one like niche topic mm -hmm. and can answer basically and every question about that. That's also that's also very valuable person to have on the team. I think that's you need like different people on a team and there there has to be maybe one tech person who can communicate with product owners, with other stakeholders to really make sure that we're on the same page. But it's also fine to be the person who like takes the ticket, knows all the intricacies, knows all the edge cases and just um, writes, writes good code. I think that's also a very valuable role on the team. So it's just different, different roles that you can take. But mm -hmm. I think like just from, from time to time, um, getting your feet wet, trying a little bit more in the other um, direction is, is just very valuable and, and something one should do from time to time. Yeah, like people can be very good technically. It's good also to have, um, to be able to have collaborative people who are open to accept each other's ideas and to communicate, but focusing on if the person should be good on technical without like seeing if they have also the soft skills maybe on working yeah. with the team. Yeah, I, I think you, you cannot not communicate, right? You always have to communicate. And if it's just via documentation or comments and code ah, yes. or, or tickets, you have to communicate with your, with your teammates. And the better you are at it, I think the easier it would get. Um, so it's always good to try to get better at communication. And it's not, it's not that I'm saying that I'm very good at it. I think I'm somehow good, but I can definitely improve in so many ways. Um, it's, it's just that I think um, we, we all have just to be aware that communication is a vital part of also a technology or like software engineering job mm -hmm. and that we have to um, learn to, to get better at it. Yes, you're right. And uh, what are your current challenges? Oh, the, the current challenge, and that's, yeah. that's a very interesting one because I was on parental leave for six months mm -hmm. um, after I became a father. And then I... Then Congratulations. I, <laughs> thank you very much. And then I came back to, the, uh, to Moya 
Um, and I left the, 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 the previous team that I was working with because they, they needed to fill the position for six months anyways. And there was the idea to, to rotate into a different team. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had this um, new business case that we wanted to try out within Moya, which is, which is really interesting from a business perspective and also from the organizational perspective, because we now have the ability, if you're in a new team, so it's kind of like this greenfield project, we can start from scratch, not something that you do very often in, a, in an already established company. And we can work very agile, like really, really thinking of MVP and outscoping everything that we don't need. And that, that's very, very interesting and, and, and so much fun. But then our product in the end is a website. So obvious choice for the front end is TypeScript and, and React, because that's, that's mostly the stack that we are using for most of the other um, web front ends at Moya. And um, the last time I've done TypeScript was five years ago. <laughs> I, I, I've, never, I've never worked with React. And then we were like considering options which languages we could use in the back end. And like, for me, the obvious choice would have been to, like Scala, because that's the language I know best. Um, and, and, and there are also other people on the team who, who know Scala. But in the end, we decided, well, this is an MVP and we want to move fast and don't want to overcomplicate our tech stack. And then we decided, well, let's also go for TypeScript in the backend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we now like and then we don't have three languages in there so we have just two so it's like typescript and react on react not being a language but like framework library um but also going for typescript in the back end um, on on lambda so that's for, for me that's that's a totally different new venture and now having to go in, into front end world again mm-hmm. um, and that's that, that's the challenge for me at the moment, um, but it's it, it's fun to to learn that. When I returned after parent leave, it, it, that, that wasn't was that what I expected to do. <laughs> it's, it's just that uh, that we, we we took this pragmatic choice, and and that's something that I think is good to to have in mind that it's not always about the the most interesting tech or the most or the, what what you know best, but like what suits best for this problem that you want to solve. And for our problem, it's really TypeScript was the pragmatic choice. So we took that decision Mm. and it's working great so far. It's not that I'm the most productive developer on the team by far. (laughs) It's like what what I can help with is like all the other knowledge that I accumulated over the past years at Moya and also at my previous company and like live um, to bring that into the team. And that, that's more valuable than, than my TypeScript skills at the moment, but I'm improving at TypeScript as well. So let's see, maybe um, in half a year, I'll also be somehow confident in, in TypeScript React and not only Scala. <laughs> yeah, it's a good mindset to have that to be open to try things, even if they are not comfortable. You are open to that challenge and you are also trying to do it the, the best way you can. Yeah, I think there again, it's like from time to time, it's good to challenge yourself and try something new. Yeah. And for me, this is something new. And I don't know if I, if I want to be a TypeScript developer for the next five years, probably not. I still prefer Scala. Mm-hmm. Um, and and <laughs> whenever I, I, I write some Scala, I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, but I think it's a good tool in my toolkit to, to also know that. And so far for the product that we're building, it was the right choice. And it's also mm-hmm. good to see this not very emotional decision. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but like pragmatic decision has has worked out so far. Yeah, I understand. Do you have uh, side projects or are you organizing a meetup? Yes. <laughs> like you can um, share about that. Sure. Yeah, I've, I, I do. I do some open source work for in, in Scala. So some there, there are some libraries that, that we build and maintain within within Moya that that I'm still spending some time on. Though Scala is not my hundred <laughs> percent language anymore, and that's what I really enjoy working on these libraries. Um, then I'm one of the maintainers of uh, Scapegoat, which is a Scala static code analysis tool. Um, quite widely used in the industry, I think. And um, yes, I'm, I'm one of the organizers of the, the Hamburg meetup group. So after three years of pandemic and no in-person meetups, we decided to, it, it's good to kick off some in-person meetups again in Hamburg. And so it was really, really nice to organize a meetup again. Um, have you as a first um, presenter, that was really cool. And now we are already looking into um, having having another meetup and that's, That's that's actually a, a fun side project because it's more about like getting in touch with the community. Um, it's also technological, but it, it's also that that communication part again. Yeah, I really uh, like it the way you organized this uh, again. Thank you. The event it was at Moya, and you made it like very friendly. Yeah, everyone there is very friendly. So I encourage uh, Scala people to uh, attend the Scala meetup and also for those who are interested to speak there, I will be happy to join the next meetup. Looking forward to it. And thank you for organizing it. Sure. It was a pleasure. Nice. Yeah, to wrap up, is there any advice you'd like to share with people? Something that you wished you have known before? Ooh, so, ma so many things that I <laughs> wish to have known before. But like, I think... Um, Whenever you think you're doing something good, there's there's probably a person who knows better, and that's just something to accept. And if there's a challenge, then try it for a while. It's not like you shouldn't be overwhelmed all the time. That's that's of course not not healthy. But like trying trying something new from time to time is a very um, nice learning opportunity, and everybody should do that. Um, and then again, I think we, we touched that multiple times in, in, in this episode is that the communication is a vital part of software engineering. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important learnings that I think that I had is that it's like for work, what's not important or maybe what important, but not as important, especially in, in, in these times where it's relatively easy as a software engineer to get a job. I think more important than salary is actually to have a product that you like to work on, colleagues that you really like to work with, and circumstances under which you learn a lot. I think that's that those three points are so much more important than salary. That I would say if there's a job that is so so cool in these three aspects, and the money is good enough that you can like, pay your monthly rent and food and whatever you need. Then, then rather take that than any other very high-paying job where you have to do something very shitty. I mm -hmm. think especially in software engineering, in, in, in this very moment, I think it's good to think of, is what I'm doing really worth my time? And it's not just money is the important thing, but the other three factors, fun, learning, and uh, like the, the colleagues, and maybe also like 
is the product that I'm working on something that helps me or people or whatever the environment, if that's important to you. That's that's one of the learnings that, that, that I had in, in all the years. This is what, what lasts, like the, the money, of course, lasts also a little bit, but um, like uh, the experiences that you have with like funny moments with colleagues at work, um, mm -hmm. that's, that's still something that I can laugh about. Whereas money is, is easily spent. So I think um, don't pay too much attention on salaries. <laughs> It's one advice that I would give. Yeah. And you're right. If you know that you have an impact in other people's life and the, the communication, etc., these things last. Also, it affects your health also. Yeah, absolutely. So money cannot pay that. I, I can definitely second that, that like in, in the last month of the previous company, I felt like because we knew it was going to mm -hmm. end at some point, then it wasn't that much fun anymore. And that's something um, that I also felt just because you're not as engaged anymore as it was before. And, and that's something then once you start on something new on a product, you on like in under circumstances that that are better then you feel so much more like engaged, not, not only with work, but also with yourself, that it really pays off to also listen to your own feelings about work. That's very true. I really enjoyed our discussion. Thanks a lot for your time and uh, have a nice day. And I wish you all the best. Thanks for inviting me, VM. It was a pleasure talking to you. Enjoy the day. Thank you. Bye. I'm looking forward to our next episode with a new guest and new inspiring story. Until then, stay safe and stay tuned to our next episode. Tick-tack, tackle the inspiration.